Hi, my name is Ruth. I am the full-time caregiver for my mother, Kathy. Welcome to the first episode of Runaway Brain. I did straight away want to address the why of this podcast. Why would I, an insanely private person, unveil personal details of my life and my mother's life to the world? Why would I do that? The first reason is that I hope that this helps me in a way that journaling cannot help. I'm hopeful that by putting my thoughts and life out there that maybe that can connect to someone and they can provide good feedback or advice or something of that nature and it can help on a level that journaling cannot. I also hope this can hope this can help others hopefully by hearing my story if you are experiencing something similar, dementia in your life or your loved one's life, I hope that this can help you and your family members or your loved ones. I also hope that this can provide some insight and updates to distant family members and friends. At the end of the day, I want to call and connect to so many different people and provide them with an update to let them know what's happening, to let them know how I'm doing, how mom is doing. But I'm mentally drained at the end of the day. I just do not have it in me to make that phone call. It is all I can do to eat, bathe, unwind for a moment, and shut it down for the end of the day, and it's over. I have just burnt through another day and not connected to a friend or family member. I'm going to certainly try to step it up in that area, but I hope that this helps on a a larger scale and gets the information out to a lot of people at the same time. So here we are and here we begin this journey of Runaway Brain. It's been over a year now since mom moved in with my husband and I. It has been a very painful um, experience. It has been a mentally and physically draining experience. Um, I, I sometimes don't even know how to put it into words, what this has been like. When it all began, it, and it probably starts like this for a lot of people. You think, I think something's wrong with my loved ones. They're not acting like themselves, or that just seems a little bit off. You know, I think something is wrong here. It seems like that's a pretty common thread in a lot of our stories. And when I share these details. I'm not sharing it to shame my mother in any way. I'm not trying to embarrass her, but I think it helps when people really know what's happening behind the scenes. So for me, I I don't know if I can remember everything that happened in the beginning, but I do remember being with my mother on one of our outings. And I remember her pulling out a remote control out of her purse And my first thought was, well, she was probably watching TV, put it in her bag, you know, just trying to run out the door. And she was just in a hurry. She just didn't, you know, she didn't think. And you're just like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe I put my remote control in my purse. But that was not the case. I'm like, Mom, why do you have your remote control in your purse? And she was like, well, I didn't want to tell you this because I didn't want you to be upset but there are demons in the house and they keep stealing things from me. And they'll steal my remote control and they'll walk through the walls with it. And then it takes me days to get it back. 
if they're willing to give it back to me. And like my heart just stopped. And I, I was just like, whoa, what is going on here? But I didn't think dementia. I'm here, you know, you think, well, Ruth, how did you not think dementia? I thought maybe a stroke or a brain tumor. Like, I, I really thought that there was just that kind of a neurological issue happening that was making her just not, you know, function properly because to, that could be the case, right? Um, so, you know, I, I connect with my husband and tell me I'm very concerned. Something's going on here. I think we should go to my mom's house and, you know, investigate this a little bit further. And I don't remember if it was that night or the next night. Like I said, it's just, it's been so much time that I didn't record all this down. And so I don't really remember the details hundred percent, but we went there and it was just like horrifying seeing the state of her house and, you know, her living situation and realizing this is more than just putting an odd item in a purse or having a strange thought like her house was not in livable condition. So, you know, we're talking, you know, rotten food, um, hoarder stacks. I mean, it was rodent infested. It was just like, my mother cannot live here. And yet she wasn't willing to come home with us that night. So we figured, okay, we're going to, we're going to sort this out. We're going to figure this out. We're going to come up with a plan. We are, we're going to, we're going to do something. So, you know, we're all just needed to take a step back, but we're going to, we're going to figure this out. Well, the next night, her neighbor calls me and says, you got to come get your mother. She's at our house. She's not safe. She thinks that there's a bunch of people in her house breaking in, demons and evil people, and she's terrified. You have to come get your mother. And so... You know, it was just like, it was all happening rapidly. It was like I'm watching this all happen, just spinning in front of my eyes. Like, I just can't believe how fast it went from my mother has an odd item in her purse to we're now moving mom into the house with us without really coming up with a plan, without, you know, even knowing what her diagnosis is, without knowing what's fully wrong. You know, we didn't even have a chance to think you know, how is her life going to change? How are our lives going to change? How is our marriage going to change? There was no time. It just, it just happened. And here we are a year later and we're still trying to sort out things and improve our lives together and make things better because some days it's just a hot mess. And it's just surviving and just trying to get to the next day. You know, so it's... We don't have all the answers. We, we just, we don't know how we're going to make this better. We know that things have to change. You know, we, we kind of muscled, powered through for as long as we can. Now it's time to like, okay, we need new systems. We need help. We need to change things here. So we're kind of in that process now. You would think we would have maybe, you know, gotten to this point sooner, but it's been a crazy year for everybody with COVID. How do you involve other people in your houses. We were all shunning everybody. We weren't hugging the people that we knew or touching hands with the people that we knew and loved. So how would you invite a stranger in to care for your loved ones? I mean, it's been a nutty time, Um, but here we are. We're still here. Mom still thinks even a year or so, it's actually been a little bit longer than that, into this process that nothing is wrong with her. It's one of the biggest struggles that we have on any given day 
that she thinks that she is 100% fine, that everything that she is experiencing is normal aging. So whether that's a hallucination, which that's almost on a daily basis, the hallucinations, or the, the forgetting things, um, the confusion of who's who, the sundowning, whatever is happening, she's, she attributes it to normal aging. So that is a, a really large struggle that we have. She does have an actual diagnosis of dementia. We did go to her regular physician, a neuropsychologist, and a neurologist. So even though she went to all those appointments, heard it from these professionals, she attributes that to my overreacting and that it's a conspiracy theory. That, you know, how does she know that that's her MRI? That's a good point. I mean, it's not like any of us, you know, went with the people who conducted the MRI and made sure we followed through and, you know, laid our hands on the, the details of it and that it was never shifted or mixed up with anybody else's. I can understand that. But let's be honest, that's your MRI, you know. So we have all of that. So we have all the information. So, and we know that this is happening. But our loved one is not in partnership with us. We are not working on this journey together. And yet we don't want to be adversaries. We're not trying to be against our, you know, my mother. We're trying to give her the healthiest and safest life possible that is as similar to the life she would have lived if she had full independence as possible. But it can't be the exact same. So that's where we are. We're just in that that stage of life right now where we're just trying to figure out how do we how do we find respite for me how do we find a part-time caregiver how much longer can we go on even with a part-time caregiver like how long can we as a family do this in a safe manner you know and at what point will we ever be able to convince her to move to assisted living will we have to take a legal step to get her to go at that time so we don't know this is where we are and I my I just I don't know I don't have the answers at this time I'm just sorting this all out as I'm doing this podcast but if you have a loved one with dementia my heart aches for you I can't imagine you know what you're going through personally because just because we have similar stories doesn't mean we have the same story so hang in there, breathe, connect to a support group, find an outlet for yourself so that you can sort through all of the complicated emotions and struggles that you are going through. Till we meet again, <laughs> this has been the first episode of Runaway Brain. I hope that you have a good day. I hope that you take care of yourself. And that's all. Take care. Thank you.